0: Uh, I'm going to be joined here by our new city uh, traffic engineer Yang Tao and uh, Assistant Chief Wall. So Madison in a recent study that was released last week of the 100 major cities in the U.S., we are second to Provo, Utah in regards to pedestrian safety. This is according to a released by the Smart Growth America and the National Complete Streets Coalition. By comparison, other Midwest cities do fairly well. Uh, Milwaukee's 28th, Chicago's 16th, and the Twin Cities are, are 12th. And just as a, a footnote, we might point out that uh, some of the most dangerous cities in the U.S. Uh, for pedestrians are in the south of the heavy concentration in Florida. And I think as we look at these differences, we can see that all sorts of programming, and that's the key to this, works. In other words, you've got to do the right engineering and you have to do the right education. And I'll get into that detail in a second. The index that they use, the pedestrian danger index, is calculated by formula based on the number of people who live in that area the share of people who walk to work, and the number of pedestrian facilities. Madison's ranking is a result of our focus on having roadways and streets that are not designed for automobiles, but are designed for people. And this emphasis on design for people is what makes us a safe city. We provide conventional accommodations, such as the usual sidewalks, curb ramps and bump-outs. In addition, we obviously focus on safety for uh, bicyclists as well. And let me make a note here that one of the very unfortunate consequences of last year's state legislative session was the removal from state statutes of our ability to provide pedestrian and bicycle right-of-ways in constructing or reconstructing roadways. This is a a, a disaster uh, from the standpoint of public safety and an acknowledgement that the roads, the streets, the right-of-way belong to pedestrians and bicyclists as much as they do to cars and uh, it's almost like uh, the majority in the legislature in the last session said Let's figure out what Florida does so we can create a more dangerous situation and we won't provide right away for uh, pedestrians. Traffic enforcement is critical in making sure we have a safe community. We have a safety team that focuses not just on enforcement but also on public education. We have a robust multimodal transportation network and it's ranked as one of the most viable here in in the Midwest. In terms of the data, the most recent year we have is 2017. We had 5,099 reportable traffic crashes, 11 total fatalities, and obviously our goal is to get that to zero uh, every year. Eighty-nine of the crashes involved pedestrians with 92 injuries and three fatalities. Forty percent of the pedestrian crashes were due 40%, 40%, I want to repeat that, were due to vehicle operators failing to yield the right-of-way and inattentive driving. We'll continue to work on improving traffic conditions. I believe, if you've noticed, on Monroe Street with the reconstruction there, we've got the safety islands, we have the uh, walk uh, lights for the pedestrians, and while we don't have that at every intersection in the city every driver has to understand that the moment a pedestrian is prepared to step off the curb into the right-of-way to cross the street, the vehicle must yield. And that is something that needs constant attention, and it's not going to be given by people who are texting while driving uh, or even just talking on their phone. So with that... Uh, what I'd first like to have is, is Yang Tao uh, tell you a little bit about what traffic engineering does in regards to design. And then uh, the chief can tell us a little bit about the education enforcement programs, which are in the best interest of the public.
1: Thank you, Mayor. Thank you, everyone. Uh, so pedestrian safety is uh, one of the most, ta- most critical uh, components uh, of traffic engineering uh, for our city, um, as Amir mayor mentioned you have we have been using a lot of uh, conventional uh, methods to improve pedestrian safety. Uh, we always look away for, for ways to provide the best uh, accommodation uh, accommodation for pedestrians um, um, as possible um, you know some of the common uh traditional uh, ways to accommodate pedestrians including you know accessible sidewalks. Uh, you know, curb extensions to reduce the, the crossing distance of pedestrians, and uh, also narrowing down the street so that uh, we reduce the speed of vehicles and uh, uh, reduce the, the impact uh, uh, if a crash does happen. Uh, we, in recent years, so we also tried a, a lot of the you know the cutting edge innovative approaches uh, to improve pedestrian safety in the city. Uh, for example, you know, the mayor mentioned a very good example. That's uh, the Montre- recent Monroe Street project. So we built, uh, uh, you know, the lines uh, the in the middle to help pedestrians to, to cross and increase their visibility. Uh, we also installed uh, quite a few. Um, it's called a RFB, which stands for the uh, Rectangular Rapid Flashing Beacons. Um, so when pedestrians push the button, uh, it brings up the light and uh, uh, flashes, uh, you know, patterned. Grabs drivers' attention, so uh, that has proven to be very effective. Uh, we also did uh, the raised uh, intersections at a few uh, critical locations. Uh, that really helps to uh, bring out the, the the presence of pedestrians, so rem- a good reminder for vehicles to um, to to stop. Um, you know, as the mayor mentioned, you know our goal is really uh, for zero cr- uh, crash in the city, zero fatalities. Um, We'll continue to work on that, and we'll not stop uh, until we reach that goal and also maintain the zero fatalities in the city. Thank you.
0: Chief?
2: Thank you. Uh, Traffic safety and pedestrian safety are certainly priorities to MPD, and we approach them with a few different strategies. Uh, We have a full-time traffic enforcement team that focuses not only on enforcement but also on safety. That's our test team. We also really encourage all members of the department down to the patrol officer, our community policing teams, neighborhood officers, virtually everybody who's out uh, working in the field to take traffic and pedestrian safety as an important part of what they do. Now, traditionally, police are usually thought of as just an enforcement angle in terms of issuing citations and really quantifying how many tickets we write, and we really try to look at it from more of a safety perspective perspective. And part of that is not just purely focusing on enforcement and traffic numbers, but also focusing on education and trying to improve behavior in the long run, and we use a number of different approaches to do that. Uh, And finally, I think probably the most important thing that I think is probably the most valuable in terms of the results we're talking about today is really collaboration and looking at a, a broad approach. We certainly get all sorts of complaints about traffic and driving behavior, many of which uh, relate to pedestrian safety. And rather than just viewing it through a real strict enforcement-focused uh, prism, we work with traffic engineering and other places of the city to, to see if we can re-engineer intersections or do traffic calming or other measures that will have a much more long-term, sustainable safety improvement than what just simply enforcement uh, might be able to provide. So we certainly have our piece of this, and enforcement is going to remain to be uh, and will always be part of of a successful and safe traffic environment. But we're just one player here and uh, are very happy with these results. Questions? So the data comes from a 10-year span. Do you think that we're trending one way or another in more
1: recent years?
0: We are trending towards uh, the better. That's that's really good to know, and it's a result. And I think that the last thing that the chief said, that, it's a combination not just of traffic engineering designs and police officers doing enforcement and education, but are working together, the collaboration between the agencies, and I think that's one of the reasons that leads to it. Also, uh, we've managed to add sidewalks to a number of areas of the city, and that's always tough. Uh, you get got some older areas of the city without sidewalks, and... Uh, there's a lot of resistance to people from people who they basically don't want them. They don't want the cost of the sidewalk, and they don't want to have to shovel them on days like this. But sidewalks and where the sidewalk intersects with the street is so critical in, in terms of reducing fatalities and accidents. Anything else? All right, so let's go to the update on, uh, on uh, the storm. First off... All city offices are open today. Uh, You see some headlines, government offices shut. Maybe others are, but we are open. I want to emphasize that. All of our committees are going to be meeting. Uh, There's one exception, which we still have not confirmed, and that's the plan commission. The finance committee will meet, but we are taking and referring the Kashia House issue to a future date because we know there's a lot of Uh, Seniors in the Hmong community who want to attend that meeting, and so uh, that's that's being uh, uh, referred. So that item will not come up at the Finance Committee meeting today. Um, Before I get into the details, I just want to thank uh, our our people, and by that I mean the citizens, the residents, uh, the residents of Madison. We got great cooperation last night in terms of getting cars off the streets, even in areas where it was not required, and that has made the plowing much more effective and will have beneficial consequences in the coming days as these temperatures drop severely. Uh, we didn't get quite as much snow as we thought, fortunately. Uh, we are probably closer to the 6-7-inch range uh, than the 9-inches, uh, by time the storm has passed uh, at dinner time tonight. The street crews have been out all night. We did a full plow of all residential streets starting at 7 this morning. Uh, hopefully that will be completed by this evening. Madison Metro Service has pretty much been on time, and police and fire uh, report no problems. And I do want to thank all the city staff uh, who made it in today and, and are there to serve the public. We have not used any salt, and we may be able to use some today if temperatures cooperate. Again, we've got people dynamically arguing for more salt over here and no salt over there. We cannot be completely salt free, but we are not going to apply salt uh, where it does no good and when the temperatures are, are too cold. So there may be some application of salt to try and get us bare pavement on the critical uh, connector and and main arteries. Uh, Again, because of the snow emergency that the street superintendent declared last night, we were able to get through much of the isthmus area in the back streets. Now, the temperatures are going to be falling dangerously low. Uh, We expect by Wednesday morning 25 below, 29 below on Thursday morning, and a a tropical heat wave raising temperatures by about 20 degrees, where they'll reach about uh, minus 8 on Friday morning. Now, we have fortunately not had a deluge of water main breaks at this point in the storm, but we're ready and prepared as the temperature uh, drops down into the, the negative 20s. The end of the week we had got good news and bad news. Saturday and Sunday, we expect temperatures to rise into the 30s and perhaps into the low 40s. That could create a whole new set of problems. Namely, we're going to have frozen uh, gutters uh, along the roadway, and in some instances, the storm sewers are going to be frozen, which means we could run into some flooding. Our crews will be out to clear snow from storm drains, so water can drain, but there are tens of thousands of storm drains in the city, and so uh, we're asking residents to keep an eye out, and if they can safely assist us, uh, that would would be great. So, city crews did a great job. The public was marvelous. Thank you for your reporting and coverage last night. That really helped. And we will get through this week. Questions on the storm. Do you anticipate city offices being open all week long? Right now, we're going to take it day by day, but we do uh, we do plan at this point to be open tomorrow. Uh, we'll we'll make decisions when we we hit the minus 25 button. Do so you
2: think the cold temperatures could affect your ability to close or open though?
0: It's going to be the combination of the condition of the streets and the the, the temperatures. I mean, we've had temperatures in the negative 20s before, and city services just continued. You know, there's people with court dates. There's people with appointments for permits, uh, people working on projects that they need city approvals. And we want to do everything we can under those circumstances. And we put it out there last night. You can work from home, come to work, or take a leave day. And I don't have any data, but my guess is that 95% of our people are either at work or are working from home, and that's the nice thing about computers and connectivity. So services are available. Are police and
1: fire anticipating any problems since it's still snowing?
0: Well, our biggest concern is congestion and accidents and, and what comes with that. Uh, we had a spin-out yesterday on the Belt Line, and the westbound traffic uh, was reduced at, well, at one point impassable, but down to two lanes. Um, and that's, you know, it's a reason for everyone to be safe and to be slow. Being slow adds five minutes to your trip, maybe ten. And that's, for all of us, uh, a price worth paying. That 10 minutes of additional safety is of benefit to to everybody. Anything residents can do? You mentioned storm drains. I think the most important thing at this point is uh, shovel out your fire hydrants, go slow, and then as we get to the end of the week, keep an eye on pooling water, uh, if the, as the temperatures rise and if we get rain, check on your and, and check on your neighbors. Yes, check on your neighbors, and especially for people who've got uh, uh, coronary disease, be extra careful in this frigid weather. I, I repeated this yesterday. I'll say it now. The danger. The danger in this extremely cold weather is the contraction of the arteries. Someone can have a very healthy heart, but if the arteries uh, contract in this extremely cold weather, that can bring on a, a heart attack. And so uh, you know, those few minutes uh, out in the cold can have a severe consequence uh, if one's uh, not protected. And you certainly don't want to be alone. And that's that's another thing I I recommend, you know, in all instances, if you're going out in this sub-zero weather, do not do it alone. Make sure your cars are properly equipped as well. Blankets, all the kinds of safety equipment that, that are constantly recommended. This is Wisconsin. I think people, that's the only other thing that's kind of frustrating. People sometimes forget that this is Wisconsin. And after a 9-inch or 6-inch snow and minus 20-degree weather, they expect life to go on as normal. Welcome to Badgerland. Okay? Um, yeah?
2: So you had mentioned that uh, if temperatures um, allowed that you would put down salt later today, what temperatures would have to happen?
0: We've got to get up into the upper teens. Salt can start working at about 15 degrees. Uh, It becomes effective at about 18, 19 degrees. Depends on how much traffic there is, how much friction is created by the volume of tires that cross the salt. Those are all variables. But unless we get into the upper teens, it, it doesn't make much sense. Do you know how many crews from the
1: streets division are out on the streets
0: right now? We've probably got about 90 pieces of our equipment and probably about 50, 60 pieces of private equipment. All right. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thanks, mayor. Um, on top of last week's storm, with this week's storm, uh, we are going to go through the added expense of doing removal. We we will be uh, we will have crews once we get the plowing complete. We'll have crews going out and removing these large amounts of snow that are mostly accumulated in the downtown area. And please be careful of our crews working at those intersections, uh, maneuvering and getting that snow out of there, because there will be the bobcats, the front loaders, the end loaders, as well as the trucks. All right?
1: Even the, the bobcat that, was that we saw over on um, the street, that wasn't the
0: city? No. But, uh, that blue and white's county. Yeah. All right? Thanks. Thank you.